Hey everybody, this is Joel Hoekstra of Whitesnake, and you're tuned into Side Jams with Brian Reese. Greetings everyone, this is Brian Reisman, host of Side Jams, where we talk to musicians about their outside passions and their hobbies. And today, I'm speaking with Austin John Winkler, who yeah, yeah. is a singer and songwriter. You know him as, originally as a frontman for Hinder, but he's been doing a lot of solo stuff recently. He's actually put out a lot of singles. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, kind of getting my getting my feet back in the water, man. Like, I, I was kind of out of it for, for a good four or five years with, uh, you know, battling addiction and stuff like that, so... I'm just testing the waters, man. Slowly getting back into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I met you in 2008 because I was hired to do the bio for the second Hinder album, right. Take It to the Limit, which is very 80s sunset strip rock, so that was appropriate <laughs> for my childhood. Uh, and then we did a, I saw you guys at Best Buy or Nokia. I think now it's called Palladium. Yeah. Uh, another bio two years later, and then we chatted for this book for the hair metal section. But it's been like over 10 years now, and I know a lot has happened. I mean, obviously, you put out singles like Super Jaded and there's Carry On and now you have uh, the sort of the remake or the reboot of Lips of an Angel as it with a female duended Shaylin. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a lot of fun getting back into it. And, uh, you know, this this re-release, man, it, it just kind of came at a time where I was just like, yeah, it made all the sense in the world to do it. You know, working with with Brian House, who, who did the original and uh, having the TikTok surge on uh, on lips of an angel just people either making fun of it or, or or trying to redo it and make it their own and stuff like that you know it just kind of made sense to to get in there and, and try to re reintroduce this song to a, a whole new uh, a whole new you know generation of of, of music fans so yeah tiktok is just so bizarre it's like just anything can blow up in your leg it's cool but at the same time, it's 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 unusual. So basically, the inspiration for this new version was the fact that it just it suddenly got traction. Yeah, you know, it it, it got a lot uh, a lot of um, you know buzz on on TikTok with every you know girls doing their own, kind of own versions, and you know, it's 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 kind of a timeless song in a way that like there's going to be you know those those moments of weakness where you think about well, maybe what about this person? You know, what about I I I'm, I'm behind what should should have stayed with this person or maybe I'll call them and see what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's always going to be that what if kind of thing. And, and I think the song just kind of lends itself to, to being kind of generational as far as like whenever you go eventually get to that point in your life. Yeah. And I'm, I, was, I was listening again to super jaded, which came out last year. And obviously mm -hmm. you've gone on this big journey of, of getting sober. I remember in 2008, I mean, I it wasn't, that wasn't a crazy partying day. I do remember <laughs> though, right before I was going to leave, I think Cody was like, let's do Jaeger bull shots. Yay. And then I'm like, now I can't leave and drive the three hours home right away. <laughs> yeah. So we were to sober up, go to McDonald's, I got some food. And then yeah. a couple hours later, I was gone. When did, I mean, you've been very open about this stuff, which is great. And I know you like, you're not, you don't, you're not like a sober coach, but I know you, but you often have been, you've gone through this journey, you're sharing your story, which I think is important. And also, you, you, as you said, before we got on, you like to help people if you can offer your advice. I'm curious when all of this kind of craziness started for you, was that a result of the big success you had early on in the rock and roll lifestyle or were there other things that came to play? Well, you know, obviously the, the success and having accessibility to kind of the whole entire party and controlling the party, you know, and the narrative and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that definitely kind of boosted it. But I mean, I, I had always, I had always been drawn to, you know, something to make me escape, you know, ever since I was a young kid, you know, just, yeah. um, just, it's, it's just kind of a way and kind of a, way to escape and, and that's all I do. 20 years apparently so you know <laughs> wow 
Yeah. As so, intense. so it really wasn't as much pressing life issues as much as you got caught up in the party. Well, I mean, there, there obviously, you know, there's always, always, always underlying issues as, as far as like, you know, I'm not being able to get up and perform and get on stage. Obviously, there's something deeper going on than me just enjoying the party. right? Yeah. So there's always underlying issues, I think, whenever you get to a certain point of the party and you just you you kind of. You can think you're invincible and you're just going to sit there and not you'll be special and you'll be able to stop or you'll be able to, you know, carry on through it. And, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's not the case, man. Like, it's not the case at all. Yeah, no, it's tricky. But I've known a couple, I've, and, you know, being in the entertainment industry, obviously, and in my life, I've known a couple of people or including a former neighbor who are functional alcoholics and like mm. just. You know, I, I've I, you know, you sort of get you see how people get caught up in the excuses too. Mm. it was Friday night, had a rough week. Yeah. Uh, don't be a wet blanket or like you they think they've had two or three drinks they've had five right um, a whole litany of things that go on there um but i guess for you is it, it got very intense though i mean this was going on for years then you got to the point i think a few years ago you said you got into dialysis oh yeah You're no it, i mean how it, did that all come about i mean was this, a, this obviously was a gradual process yeah it, it was like. it was obviously a, a, over time of, of me just partying and, and drinking and you know tons of opiates you know, all that stuff is just anything that's bad for your liver. I, I love opiates. I love, you know, I love drinking. And it, it, it all caught up to me probably around 2019. I uh, I was just, I, I got to the point where I was so bad that I was only, all, all I needed was like two shots of vodka. And then I wouldn't drink anymore. I would just be hallucinating. My, wow. brain, my brain was, and I was so far gone and I was just... I was completely yellow and I hadn't looked in the mirror or whatever. And the doctor was like, why are you so yellow? And I, I had no clue. I had no clue. I was yellow, but I had went wow. in. I, yeah. I had went in to the doctor cause I felt like something was like my blood was leaking in my brain or whatever. And you know, it was just, it was, it was very, very not pretty towards the end. You know what I mean? Like it, like I said, just two shots. And that was, that was just to keep me from shaking and, so I could think that I was functioning, but I, man, I thought that I had the cast of House of a Thousand Corpses. Have you seen that movie? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here, the last month of me using was waking up, having a, a couple shots of vodka, so I could just function, and I would just peek around the room, thinking that these guys are going to come out and get me. Like it was full blown, like, and I would, and I would, and I would full blown paranoia, and I would tell this story two months after I hadn't had a drink in the hospital, like I would still tell the story thinking it would be true. Like trying to convince my friends and family, like it was crazy. They were in the fucking closet. And that was just, dude, it was just from drinking two shots of vodka and that was only to stop shaking. And then I would just hallucinate the rest of the day. I did that for about a month. Wow. And I know you were, you were on dialysis and then, so they said that you had to have a liver and kidney failure. Did you have to, uh, did you have to have any or like a liver replacement? I think no, I mean, I, I was on the list to get it. And then, um, you know, I was nine solid months of dialysis. I mean, I was going, see, four or five hours a day, four times a week. And wow. yeah. And I, um, one day I walked in and the doc was like, we're going to see if we can take you off dialysis for two weeks and see how it goes. Because I was, you know, generating urine at that time. So. They took me off for two weeks and I 
flew to Nashville and recorded Super Jaded while I still had a catheter sticking out of my chest. So, yeah. Well, pretty, yeah, and, and Super Jaded, I mean, you can kind of, you can feel the emotion in that. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, it's a, it is a song that I had written that had propelled me back into this business, which is great. Like, it, it, it made me fall in love with music again, which is something that I had not been a fan of for years. I mean, you did an EP in 2016, right. you know, but I think yeah. you were you like some of it, but I think you were still, you were trying to find yourself again. Um, I mean, Hinder actually kind of changed a lot, even the course of the four albums you were on. Yeah. The first album had more of a contemporary 2000 sound. The second album was like 80s, kind yeah. of through a current lens. And then the third album was almost like a metal record in spots. And I was like, wow, these guys are really like. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was all over the map. And, uh, you know, with with the EP that I that I put out in 2016, man, I was I was a train wreck. I was a train wreck, just you know, throwing stuff against, just trying to you know, because I'd done rock for so long, I wanted to try and do something a little different, you know. And uh, you know, I, I go back and listen to it now, and it's, I mean, maybe it was my the best of what I could do at the time, but it's it's definitely not my best work. Well, you got to go through those periods. I mean, it seems like also you were struggling with a lot of other things. Um, no, absolutely. You know, what people talk about sort of the moment they, they decide or they realize they're going to become sober. Was it really one moment or was it a series of things? Because there's certain cliches that go along with a lot of these issues, but sometimes it's not as cut and dry as all that, it seems like. Depends well, on the person. Know, yeah, you know, it, it definitely depends on the person and what their availability is to give stuff up or, or, or move on and stuff like that. But I, you know, it was... It was a lot. I took a long way, you know, I took the fucking long way to get there. I, I had probably seven, seven rehabs that I was in and, you know, eight sober livings and, and stuff like that. So it was gradually, obviously, I was something that I wanted to have happen and achieve because I just kept trying to do it and it just wasn't wasn't taking. And I'll tell you what, man, looking at yourself in the mirror and looking like a Simpsons character will definitely, and having the doctor say, you may never get your color back. That will definitely scare you into sobriety as, as far as, I mean, that definitely, I'm, that played some part, but that was like, definitely yeah. when I saw myself, I was like, I definitely have hit, this is my bottom. And I fucking hit it. So there's lots of, lots of, lots of different bottoms. And there's lots of things, times that I thought that this was the bottom, but until like, you know, I've just been, I mean, I, I spent three months in the hospital, 24 days in the ICU. Like that was the biggest sign and the biggest gift. I mean, as, as much fucking hell as it was, it was a gift for me. You know, it was a gift given to me to be like, you, you get a second chance, but this is clearly not what, what you're doing. Yeah. I know someone who had been drinking too much and they did get yellow and they did have to get a liver transplant. And then once you're at that point, it's like, you can't drink again ever. Right. Yeah. And that's that's like a, that's sort of a forced sobriety, which, you know, I'm curious because you've talked about that you were said you, the doctor said you were like five days away from dying, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, why? Why is it that you think there are some people such as yourself that can overcome these things? And what is it? And why is there some people who can't? Have you figured out what what makes that where I've always been curious because some people who just are going to keep going through that cycle over again. There's some people like Rob Halford from Judas Priest went into rehab in 86. He got out. He said he never drank again. Yeah, man. He had a lot of personal issues that were leading to that drinking, but he said he just stopped. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is, man. I, I mean, I, obviously, I can sit here and be like determination, and if you really want to do it, you can do it. 
but I mean, there's, I'll I'll be honest with you. There's times like that I even accepted, like while I was in dialysis, I was like, this is my life from now on. Like, cause I didn't, it's very rare to get off dialysis and, and, and just have a life to where it seemed seamlessly seemed like it didn't happen. But, you know, I, there was times when I was just like, this is it for me. So I can very much see why some people either get out or they don't. And, uh, I think I think for me, I'm just very lucky, to be honest. I mean, it's it's, it's I I didn't. That's not much of a life, dude. You know what I mean? Being on dialysis isn't much of a life, so I didn't really have a whole lot of fucking hope going on to it. But I mean, I I somehow was able to get through it and do everything the doctors said, and you know, didn't didn't give up on. I mean, I, I picked up the guitar even, you know, even though I was so sick and I didn't want to, but I was able to just get something out that I had believed in. Yeah. And it's very hard to translate what you're actually feeling. And that was actually, actually feeling in that moment. And I was able to portray it into super good. Well, yeah, I mean, you have, you have, you do have the music and that's something that I think is important. I mean, I feel, I feel like people should have an artistic outlet regardless of whether they make a living at it or not. Sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I think it's very important. Now you you got sober in March of 2019, and then a year later the pandemic hits, which I'm sure for a lot of people who are addicts was very very difficult. So how did you get through that whole situation? Well, you know, like it was, it's terrible. It was terrible to think about, and I and I had you know I had just gotten off dialysis, so I got on dialysis May of 2019, and I just got in, got off of it, like. Yeah right before the shutdown like right before it happened so you know i had the music thing going i had started to exercise and and swim and and stuff like that like just those little things that you you hear about while you're drinking or partying you're like ah well what's that gonna do like it actually really 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 sets your mind and, and it actually really really helps so that's something that that i religiously do every day is go first thing in the morning to swim. So that's well, definitely helped. A discipline sounds like it helps. I mean, you obviously, you had been touring a lot too, sir, but there had been some discipline coming from music, even if you were partying. Oh, you course. still had to get on the road and still do things. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I, I mean, over the years, I mean, I mean, I was looking at a lot of the lyrics, you know, the recent stuff too. Mm. You know, and you're obviously super jaded. Well, super jaded also on top of dealing with your toxic relationship with substances, you're also dealing with personal relationships too, right? Because there's certain relationships that become problematic. Well, absolutely. And that, and then that's, you know, essentially what super jade is about. It's about letting go of anything in your life. That's letting you be you. That's getting in the way of you being who you actually are and what you're here for. And I had so much shit in my life that was preventing me to get on stage, preventing me from getting in the studio, preventing me to be what I was supposed to be here for. And that particular song is about letting go of all the, you know, people and, and like I said, substances and just situations, whatever is toxic for you, just letting it go. And, and, and those were all the people that, you know, made me who I thought was me. So it was basically letting myself go too. So. Yeah. I mean, you seem more relaxed. I think when the first time I interviewed you, it was a while for the bio, like 15 years ago now, it's going yeah. back. But you were a little more wary of the press. Like I was asking you a couple of questions. You're like, no, 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 reporter questions. And I'm like, no, I'm writing the bio. <laughs> I could probably, I could see it too. You guys probably got people prying into your lives hmm. in certain ways. 
at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure, you know, and we, we definitely had to, we've learned lessons the hard way of, of, of who you let in your life too. So that's definitely difficult when you get to that, that level of success. Well, I remember there was, I remember on the tour bus, there was a sign right on uh, the wall for the bunk beds that said, no cell phones or cameras beyond this point. And yeah. Like, huh. Yeah. We, 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 we try to keep it, try to keep it uh, pretty, pretty private on the bus, but uh, you know, you live and learn too. So there's a reason why that sign was there, right? Well, yeah, because you know what? Yeah, I know cause you got, the boys get in trouble, and then on top of that, like people post stuff on social media, yeah. which is definitely a change in rock and roll. Um, oh, you know, when I was backstage at the Best Buy slash Pavilion slash whatever they want, or Palladium, mm. whatever they call it now. Um, you know, you you guys definitely wanted to kind of keep the party going. I felt like by the two thousands, a lot of that era was gone, and I felt like you were trying to kind of keep it. Oh keep no, it we definitely were, man. I mean, we were we were definitely the band to to try and bring that that big you know the big party back to to rock and roll and and in a lot of ways we achieved that <laughs> i promise you that <laughs> hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Well, I mean, and you know, in the past years, I mean, I'm looking at, let's look at some of the other lyrics here, too, because... I mean, carry on. You look at you, kind of talking about looking. You're not recognizing yourself in the mirror. You know, you talk American dreams. You do talk about like you've talked about your love of that that pursuit of the American dream. And I guess I guess we've never really ever gotten over the gold rush. It's one of the things we don't seem to have. <laughs> the Wild West and the gold rush are two things that we never and Puritanism. 
we never seem to have gotten <laughs> over it. Like it just sort of always exists there. And at the same time, though, you find yourself chasing things that aren't always there. Like yeah. for you now, when you're looking at your art and looking at your life, how are things, how has your perspective changed over the Austin I met like back in 2008? Well, I mean, it's definitely changed as far as like what, uh, what things, what, what's important to me now. I mean, obviously world domination in 2008 was, was the, uh, the main goal. And, you know, for me, like it's now kind of about, you know, actually writing about how you know how i survive this fucked up world and and this this uh it's a crazy world we live in man so if i can write a song if i can write a song now that at least a few people that you know can can relate to then i feel like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing here for you know i mean let's face it get stoned was a was a party rock song you know it, it had a specific it had a specific audience in mind and uh and stuff like that so now i'm just kind of really trying to dig into to to who i who i am now and and trying to translate that the best i can so like now when you when you when you meet people or you have friends who might be struggling with certain addiction issues or you want to give advice like what are the what are the what's the what are the kind of things do you talk about and also how do you sort of it, it sort of explain it in a way where it's like a lot. I mean, just anytime you're dealing with any sort of issues, there's always sort of the same, same cliches that come up, right? Is there are there ways that you can dress it up in a different way to make people think differently about what they're grappling with? Oh, as far as like you know, if they have addiction, addiction, yeah, addiction issues. Man, it's being so deep in it. You know, all all I can do is 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 say that whenever you're dealing with like the lowest of the low and like, cause I mean, I've, I've had more money in my fucking bank account than I had ever dreamed of. And I've been on the floor of my, you know, my house, just the most miserable I've ever been before. And that's what that, I mean, it's, it, it takes away from, it takes, it takes away from your life whenever you uh, do the, whenever you use and stuff like that. So, Whatever you use to that to that extent, I mean, I, I my situation was insanely worse, and I'm not saying that, that that's why I got better. I'm saying that like, I didn't have a choice. You know, like if I'm gonna give some advice to people, it would be that you're you're stealing days and minutes and time away from who you are and who you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to like be here for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. Uh, I think that's the best way you can put it is that you're just, you're, you're, you're fucking yourself over and either you're going to make it through it or you're not. And I was lucky and, and got through it. And it, I mean, it's a struggle though. You struggle every day with it. Like, so do you feel like you're, do you feel like in some ways you're starting over? Oh, I feel like in a lot of ways I'm starting over. I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't have, I mean, hinder was hinder. I didn't have my, I didn't have my own personal social media. I didn't have an agenda. Like that was who I was at the time. And that's it. And once I stepped away from that, I, there's not a whole lot of people that know the name Austin John Winkler, but they fucking know hinder. Right. So it's like, yeah. in a way, in a way I, I am starting over and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be a long road, but, uh, I'm here to, uh, I'm here for it. Just very quickly. I mean, you mentioned exercise, like what kind of, what kind of exercises do you do and how has that helped you with your singing as well? Well, man, honestly, I love to run and swim, but lately I've just been swimming every day and I do, man, I swim, I swim a mile every day and then I go and sit in the sauna for 20 minutes and I'm just, I feel 
so wasted after I get out of the sun after that tw- 20 <laughs> minutes and swimming and just you're just you're you're as high as you can be so that's a uh, that's definitely that's all I do that's all I do these days is just try to keep it simple and get it get it done and and try to try to face this face this world <laughs> are there any other things that you do that uh, for recreation or things that just make you happy beyond music uh man I'm there's there's not a whole lot man I, I like movies and I like to escape through through a good horror film, but uh, yeah. you know, I, there there are far and few between these days. I'm struggling to find. I, I like to pull some inspiration from from movies too, if if, if the, the line hits me right or something like that. So I, I I spend a lot of time watching movies. You know, you mentioned music hairs because no, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a I'm in a Grammy voting member for almost 20 years. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I guess they, they, actually, they actually helped you out a bit during this whole music. Period. Yeah, music hairs definitely is a an amazing program that helped me out. Um, when I first started to try to get sober, they, they, they took care of me and they put me up and helped me, uh, get like a whole three months of, of treatment and, really? put me, and put me and put me where I needed to be and stuff like that. Yeah. But that music cares is definitely an amazing program that if anybody is struggling, you know, any musician struggling, I can reach out to them because they will definitely do all they can to help. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. It was fun to catch up with you. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Good talking to you again, man. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.